0: Turn to the book of Hebrews and chapter number 11, and we'll begin reading in verse number 23. We've been looking at this thought of one more, the importance of it, and how that if one more, and certainly we need to see one more come to Christ, don't we? He never saves crowds anyhow. He saves one at a time. If there's a hundred that got saved tonight, it would be individual salvation. So we don't need to worry about how many. Let's just look for that one more. But if one more is going to come to him, as we have been preaching, somebody's going to have to love with the love of Christ. If the one more is going to come... Uh, somebody's going to have to leave the light on. We can't let everything just go to shambles and pot and everything else. It'd been terrible if that prodigal son had got home and the house had been fell in on itself. But the father kept the light on. And what the Lord wants to do, He's put a light on us. He said, "Keep it on." I don't care how dark that world gets out there. I promise you, there'll be one more come heading this direction. And he needs to be able to see his way here. He needs to be able to see the light, uh, the preaching, and the singing, and the praying, and the worshiping still needs to be going on at the house. And uh, then last night, we saw that if there's going to be one more, uh, then somebody's going to have to do some worshiping. Because after worship was birthed, which is Obed, man, the birth kept on coming. And if uh, we will allow ourselves to worship him, then out of that worship, everything that was wrong will be made right. And when there is no worship, nothing can be made right. But haven't you noticed, no matter how heavy the burden is and the load, when you worship, boy, I'm going to tell you, that just makes it all right. There is no substitute for the church going beyond the formalities and touching heaven and then heaven touching the church. And in the midst of that, this old world can see that we got more than religion that heaven is real because they can sense it in our worship. it brings it all together. But tonight I want to I want to preach on one more, by faith, one more by faith, my emphasis is if the Lord, if one more is going to be brought in, of course, we were all saved through faith, the Bible said, for by grace are you saved through faith, the scripture said we live by faith, it also said we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Of course, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's how important faith is as far as the church is concerned. But if this world's going to be touched, what's going to happen is is you and I are going to have to live by our faith. And somebody said, well, I didn't think my faith had anything to do with anybody else. Well, I want to read to you what Paul said to Timothy, and then we'll go to our text. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Paul said, I recognize that faith you've got because I saw that in your mama, and in your grandmama. You see, there ain't many faiths. Somebody, you know, people talk about faiths as if it's some kind of religion. They ain't but one faith, the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm going to tell you it's so important that you and I live our faith so we can see the effects and the effects of our faith on someone else. And we're going to notice, we're going to look here in... Hebrews chapter number 11, look at verse number 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, Moses was born of faith, and without faith he wouldn't have been born. He was hid three months of his parents. How? By faith. Because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Why? Because of faith. But look in verse number 24. By faith Moses. When he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith Moses. If you'll look The faith in verse 24 is the same faith that's in verse number 23. So it's so important that mama lived out her faith. And then Moses could live out his faith. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction. Now this all begins because of faith with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, here it is again, he forsook Egypt, not fearing. Seemed like that's what it said about his mama. She didn't fear not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the preaching of the, the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dried land, which the Egyptians, saying to do, were destroyed. I want to emphasize this baby that was born as a result of a heart or hearts of faith. I'm thinking about the mama and the daddy, Jochebed and Amram, who were the parents of this boy Of faith by the name of Moses. And of course the very most important ingredient. Heavenly ingredient in Jochebed and Amram's life. Was this faith. That so affected and effected Moses. That that same faith has reached down to touch me. And you. Everything that flowed from the heart of mom and daddy into the boy is still reaching out. Because we'd all realized tonight that everything that we read right here in these verses that began in faith is still operating now. And that we can say in a direct way that we are who we are because of the faith that these characters had. And how that God continually used that from one saint to another until one day someone who had received that faith uh, preached that gospel to you and preached it to me and we by faith we're saved also. And we are carrying that same faith to this world. And so I want us to look and I will speak of three things as far as this this faith that birthed Moses into this world that still affects us in this hour. The first thing that I want to emphasize is that in that Amram and Jochebed were able to birth Moses that one more. He was that one more. And that they were able to birth Moses. What was happening is that through the birth of Moses, they were able to experience their faith. It is one thing to talk about faith. But what we've got to understand is that faith is not some kind of a figment of our imagination. Faith is not an abstract idea. But faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things unseen. In other words, faith has a component about it that can be realized in this world, that can be experienced in this world, and a faith that can be a part of our everyday life. And you say, well, how do you know that Jochebed and Amran had faith? Look at the baby. The baby is the experience God gives them something. They re- by faith they receive something from the Lord. And as a result of that it is something that is of substance. It is something that is alive. It is something that is Understand this. Because this is true in all of our lives. That if you have faith, what God will do is He will birth something in your life that will be alive so that you can experience and realize this faith that you have. You can go all the way back. Uh, We could pick up with Noah. Noah had faith and God gave him an ark. And as he built on that ark, because faith works, he was able to experience the very measurements and size of his faith. He could stand back and look at it day by day for 120 years and see his faith. (laughs) I don't want to just talk about some abstract term. I don't want to just talk about something as if it's religion. I want to be able to hold my faith, embrace my faith, and experience my faith. Abraham had faith. He and Sarah. And so as a result, it came to fruition and reality when Isaac was born. Isaac was their gift to receive so they could experience. Look, there is my faith in action. We could go all the way through and all the experiences of faith. And that something will be born. Something will come alive so that you can experience that faith. Now the truth of the matter is Moses is not sensible to anybody that was alive then and especially us today as we know what the circumstances were under which Moses was conceived and born. It was not reasonable. When you think about the fact that they already had two children. They had Miriam and they had Aaron. And don't you know they could have talked that over and said, Look, uh, we don't need to be having no more kids. Because look what our children are being raised under now. Bondage. And if we raise another child, we bring another child into this world. We're going to bring that child under the... The threat of the government and the king and they're going to pursue him to try to kill him. And even if he does live, he's going to live the life of a slave. We'd be better off just to keep the two and forget about the third. But they couldn't do that because God wanted one more because the one more was going to be the child of faith. <laughs> God wanting to birth something into your life and into your world so that you can experience what you believe. You say, preacher, what are you doing right now as you preach to us? I'm going to tell you what I am doing. I'm experiencing my faith because by faith He called me to preach, and by faith He called me into evangelism. And every time I open the Word of God, I'm privileged to experience it. It's alive! It's alive! <laughs> they got faith. It's running around under their feet. They have believed God. By faith. Something that is alive. But not only something that is alive. That they are experiencing. And I don't know about you. I like to experience something alive. Don't you? I like something that's got some juice with it. Something it has got some reality to it. But it's not only alive. But it's divine. Moses is of divine purpose. And power. So much so. Now, we read in our text here where the Bible said in verse 23, they saw he was a proper child. If you'll go back to Acts chapter number 7, Stephen is preaching to to Saul of Tarsus and all those that are there that are fixing to stone him. And he's describing Moses' parents during this act of faith. The Bible said during that time that they saw that he was exceeding fair. Now, I want you to get this because I'm going to tell you something. It's explosive to me. They said, look it up. He was exceeding fair. I was interested in that. So I got my Strong's Concordance out and I looked up the word exceeding. You know what the word exceeding there? It is the word theos. You know what the word theos is? God. So that when they looked at what faith brought, what God brought into their life by faith, the only answer for Moses was God. Not he was God, but the only answer was God. And if you'll follow Moses from the day he's born until the day that God buries him on the mountain, the only thing you can say about everything that comes out of Moses, and I wonder in amazement, I'm going to tell you, when he takes that rod and throws it down, it turns into a snake. I, he, you just got to stand by and say, God! When he takes that rod and swipes the waters and they turn to blood, you've got to say, Theos. <laughs> when all those twelve plagues or ten plagues are turned loose, Theos! When he goes up on the mountain, comes down with the ten command, Theos! When he splits, I tell you, the Red Sea, Theos! When the manna falls, Theos! thing about faith, the only thing you can say about it is God! I want something that will let me know that God is at work. I don't want something you can explain and theorize. I want something that the only answer for it is GOD! I like to go into the house of the Lord. I don't like to come in to pull strings and push pedals and pull levers and everything, try to get a service the way I want to make it feel right, real spiritual. i tell you what I want to do. By faith, I want to go and I want to preach. And when I walk out, I want to be able to say, God! (laughs) Faith will let you, real faith, will let you experience God time and time and time and time again. So that when anybody looks, they'll have to say, oh, that had to be God. They looked at Moses and said, oh, Theos, Theos, Theos. Even when he rejects land of Egypt. Theos! Theos! When he sees the burning bush. Theos! (laughs) A life of faith in which God will give you something. He will give you something. It may be an ark. It may be an Isaac. It may be a Moses. But it'll be something that through that you'll be able to experience him on a daily level. So that your heart can simply say, Theos, God. I'm going to tell you something. If one more is coming in by faith, somebody's going to have to experience it. There's going to have to be some Theos in our services. Some Theos in our lives. Some Theos. (laughs) I like that even though I'm preaching it. I want to be able to say I love it, I love it, I love it. They looked at Moses, they said they ain't but one word for this. Theos. To see that one more come might be your son, your daughter, it might be a grandchild, it might be a brother, sister, neighbor. But when you see them coming, the only answer for it is Theos. now y'all looking at me a little weird now <laughs> huh I didn't say they said that he was God they just looked at me and they said oh God is in this this is her lot in life to receive something that is alive and something that is divine she received it of God This is her experience. I love to experience my faith. Second thing I want to say to you, in that this one more Moses is is born. She is not only able to experience her faith, but through Moses she's able to express her faith. She's able to express her faith. Because you see, her her lot in time is to receive Moses by faith. But she has little time to raise Moses by faith. She has received him and now she is going to raise him. Now, Let me say it this way. I don't know, I I do not know how long she has Moses. Still, she weans him. Is that three years, five years? We don't know. But what we do know is she only has him for a short period of time. And then she's going to have to turn him over to Egypt. And so in that little bit of time, it is obvious, and I magnify this text. If you'll look down through there and you will see Moses in his in his refusing in verse 24. Wonder what in the world, why in the world don't he like? being the son of Pharaoh's daughter. My goodness, you think about the cash and the crown and the castles. He said, I'm sick of this. Why do you think he did? Look at it in verse number 2. Not only his refusing, look at his choosing choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God are you crazy Moses if you go down there and get with them people down there you're going to be rejected by Egypt and this world and, and they're going to do the same thing to you now you got a good job and you got a good position you may be the next king you probably will be you need to get some sense in your head he said well, I can't I'm going to go with God's people how do you even know they're your people how do you know them people's your people How do you know they got a God? I mean, we got all kinds of gods down here. I mean, we, we, we are, are, we're, we're plentiful with gods. Why not just stay with all our gods? His refusing, his choosing, and then notice his enjoying. He said, I'd rather suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He said, I just don't enjoy this. Wonder why. Look in verse number 26. Esteeming. Notice these characteristics of this boy. Why is he live, Why is he acting like that? Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Hold it, park. How in the world did Moses, three, four thousand years ago, know that there was a Christ? Reckon where he heard that? For he had recompense unto uh, he uh, he had respect unto the recompense of the reward, his respecting, his choosing, his esteeming, his enjoying, his refusing. And then look in verse twenty-seven by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing. Same thing it said about his mom and daddy, not fearing the wrath of the king. He endured and sing, sing, sing him who is invisible. Seeing him is that is invisible. They didn't teach him that in the places of higher learning in Egypt. He didn't get that from the scholastics of the University of Egypt. How come he's doing this? Enduring, keeping, verse twenty-eight. Through faith, he kept the Passover sprinkling of the blood. My goodness. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. Now, you think about that. I'm going to tell you, every bit of that is a part of his faith that was affected and effected by his mom and daddy's faith. Because she's just got a short period of time. She knows what's happening. God's told her faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's by faith, the Bible said, by faith. She knows something or she wouldn't have no faith. So she takes little old Moses, and can you imagine? Little old Moses is just two or three years, and said, "Now Moses, I want listen to me, son. No, you got to pay attention. Sit right there. Oh, look in Mama's eyes. Look in Mama's eyes. Look in Mama's eyes. Now Moses, I want you to say. I want you to say Elohim. Can you say Elohim?" He's the creator in the book of Genesis. He's Elohim. You'll even write about it one of these days. I mean Elohim. And and I want you to say Jehovah. Can you say Jehovah? And I want you to say the God of Abraham. Can you say Abraham? That's your great-great-grandpa, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now listen to me, boy. Listen. No, no, you can play later. Listen to me. What I want to tell you is, is God promised after 430 years, and by my watch, that's about right now, He's going to raise up somebody to lead us this is the land of bondage these are God's people and you're one of them now they're going to try to convince you you ain't and they're going to try to make you a part of that world but Moses listen to me we're going to be redeemed and God's going to raise up one and he's going to lead us they're going to be a Passover Hey Moses, now listen to me son, you won't only, you won't be the only one God raises up, but out there somewhere, He's gonna raise up another one just like you, that's not just gonna redeem each, it's gonna redeem every sinner that'll come to Him. Redeem, do you hear me Moses? Do you hear all this I'm telling you? Somebody said, you know, the thing I feel sorry for our young people nowadays because I'm going to tell you this, with everything this world has to offer, I'm going to tell you something, this world don't have no more to offer than what it had to offer Moses. It offered Moses everything. But it was too late. A mama of faith had instructed him and embedded in him the important truths of the Word of God. And faith come up by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And honey, I want you to know what little time she had to put in him and what she put in him all of Egypt couldn't take out of him for 40 long years. He had faith. Hey when it came to years, he said, What in the world am I doing here? Mama wouldn't do this. I ain't doing this. Daddy wouldn't do this. I ain't doing this. You say, Well, Preach, I didn't think my... I done told you what Paul said. He said, Timothy, I know your faith. I recognize it, it was in your mama and in your grandmama. And I'm going to tell you something. I recognize your faith. You'll recognize mine. Because it's the same faith that comes from Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's the same one that he was looking for. Woo. Someone said, well, I didn't know that Moses could know about Jesus. Well, Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see his day and saw it. Huh? Well, he was running around over in Babylon. He was in that fiery pit, wasn't he? Huh? You see, she's not only experiencing her faith, she's expressing her faith. I don't know how long she's going to live physically, but I'm going to tell you, as far as her faith, it's going to live all in this old boy. And they can say, Moses, I tell you, as long as you're alive, your mom and dad will never die. And hear them pray. You sound just like them. I, I I'll tell you, I believe they'd have said the same thing and done the same thing. Faith. Was expressed. I'm going to tell you everything I am is an expression of the saints that have lived by faith before me and for me, and it has affected me and affected me. <laughs> they said, "Moses, if you had any sense, you'd be afraid." He said, "Why?" My mama wasn't ever afraid, and I just... So, why how wasn't she afraid? So, well, She had faith. So, why ain't you afraid? He said, "I got faith." <laughs> Don't you love it? Berman Cape Senior was mentioned today. What a... I got to know him just for four or five years before he passed away, and. Uh, over at Bible Baptist, and it, it Brother Ricky would have him always, honored him, he set up on the pulpit, you remember, and I loved to preach while he was there, man, I mean, he just loved preaching, didn't he, and uh, of course, he passed away, but his wife is still living, his son just passed away a year or so ago, but I was in a service over there, we came in a little late, and was sitting in the back, and uh, you could see all the way down the aisle from where we are sitting to the pulpit. And Sister Cape was uh, sitting, you know, maybe 10, 12 pews back over on what would be my right. And then Berman Cape Jr. was sitting three or four pews back, what would be on my right. And uh, during the service, the... The singing—it uh, got high, and, and of course she's one of them shouters. If y'all know her, you don't—I she, mean, she'll drop, she'll shout at the drop of the hat, and drop the hat and she has to to shout. And uh, but it's real, it's genuine. Now I never forget looking down through there, and uh, and I, she come out of that pew and she started shouting, just praising God. She shouting. And, of course, she was in that world of worship. She wasn't paying no attention to anybody else around her. She was just sucked up in it. And I don't know, it might have been a minute or so after she started shouting, I noticed that Junior got up and he wasn't aware. You couldn't have heard her shout because people were hollering and everything. And, 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 and he got up and he started shouting. He didn't know she's shouting. She didn't know he was shouting. But I could see both of them shouting. And I noticed that... They both had the same movements in their shaft. She'd go like this and he'd have his up there. She'd go like this and he'd have this up there. She'd throw a leg out and he'd throw a leg out. Every bounce, every, everything about that. I looked at that and I said, honey, look at that. I mean, it's two of a kind. Somebody said, why? i tell you why. When he is in his mama's womb, he felt those, he felt those moves. I mean, he's bounced around with her. He knew exactly how those moves were. And then as a little boy, sitting on the blanket in the camp meeting, he watched mama many times wondering what was going on. He saw those moves. And then maybe as a teenager, a little bit embarrassed, he probably said, there goes mama again. Watch, she'll throw the right hand up and then the left hand up and then she'll throw that leg out. And he didn't realize that what God was doing was taking the faith that was in mama and and the baby in hand. Those preachers that have come down through my life by faith, they have lived lives of faith and they have preached that truth and, and every time I preach, I feel a little bit of Dick Limbaugh out of West Virginia preaching out of me. I feel a little bit of Brother James Langston preaching out of me. I mean, just dozens of preachers that have increased my faith and brought it alive. So everything that Moses does is an expression of not only his faith, but of his mama's faith. And here's what I like to say. If the Lord don't come, they'll probably put me in a box if I die. But when they close that lid, they ain't going to shut me up. You know why? Because I've got expressions of my faith. And that boy over there, I've got expressions in my, of my faith in another boy. that pre- I've got expressions of my faith in two daughters. I've got expressions of my faith coming, th- coming forth in my grandchildren. I've got expressions of my faith all across this country. So it's too late, old devil. Mama done put too much in that boy for Egypt to even have a chance with him. Because this is the victory that overcometh the world, any world, even high faith. And she knew if she gave him faith that she, I'll tell you, live this faith before him. God could birth this faith in this boy and it would live in him. Hell or high water couldn't stop it. And I'll tell you, nobody had any idea what was going to come out of the one more by faith. And I'll tell you, if we live this life of faith, we got no idea who the next one's going to be that's going to come through and what God's going to do through their hearts by faith. Woo! I love it. So I say to you, in the birth of Moses, there was the experience of her faith, the expression of her faith. She is raising this boy for God. Y'all remember that old song, I think, maybe Willie Nelson sung it. Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be. Well, that ain't how Moses' mama sang. She sang it like this. She said, Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be Pharaoh. Ruling and reigning and causing all the pain and agony. (laughs) I don't charge for my preaching Oh, that's why it's so important we live by faith. Because those things that we live by faith, those around us pick up on that. God, through his word, can birth it in them. So I say to you that this Moses, through him she experiences her faith. She expresses her faith. She expresses her faith. He was her lot in time. She had little time. But I'm going to tell you, he became her legacy as far as time is concerned. Because through Moses, there is not only the experience of faith, the expression of faith, but there is the eternality of faith. The eternality of faith. In other words, faith, her faith is going to go beyond time because faith is eternal. She has received him, she has raised him, and now she's going to have to release him. But she's releasing him by faith. And in doing so, we begin to see the effects and effects of that faith. Because she has touched this man Moses' life for a hundred and twenty years. Think about that. hundred and twenty years. But she has touched the world throughout all of time. So much so that You and I can preach about this Moses and the things that Moses did in 2019 because of a mom and daddy who had faith. Think about everything that was accomplished because of faith. The plagues, the Passover, the Red Sea, the Ten Commandments, the Pentateuch, the Bible the very potential and the power of faith. Oh, how wonderful and wondrous it is. And how it lived in her, but thank God it lived beyond her. Little did she know that her life of faith would be talked about in this hour. But see, faith is not a substance that dies. It lives on. And it lived on in Moses and lived on beyond Moses. As I say, even to this hour, let me ask you a question. Where would we be in this hour if you took Moses out of the picture? First five books of the Bible... Gone right there. Delivery of the children of Israel out of Egypt. Gone right there. Led through the wilderness to the promised land. Gone right there. Think about that. The Ten Commandments. I heard a fellow say here a while back, one of them liberal radicals, said, well, they asked him, said, why are you so adamant on having the Ten Commandments taken out of the courthouse in Alabama? He said, well, I'm just worried about the effects it has on our children. Like what? Thou shalt not kill? That'd be bad. I mean, if your children learned and believed that you shouldn't kill... Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not steal. I hope I hope all my all the neighbors' children learned that. It'd been good if they'd have quoted that to me as a boy. <laughs> I was raised in an environment with a family that, throwing times wrong and steals when you got caught. All the milk I ever drank just about was stolen, and I helped steal it. I mean, that was the environment. No mama and a drunken daddy and a bunch of us youngins just trying to survive. What do you think we did? Huh? It'd been wonderful. We'd had ten commandments put up in our yard. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? That's ignorance. I'm glad for a man named Moses that was influenced by mom and daddy by faith that God birthed in him, thank God, and that we still have the effects and effects of it today. It lives on. So what I want to do is I want to live by faith because I want my faith to keep on living. Hmm? Now, Let me close out with this. I don't know if any of you ever heard of Dr. Jack Hudson, pastor of Northside Baptist Church in Charlotte. What a gracious, tender-hearted, meek man he was. And uh, I was leaving church one Sunday morning, 19-year-old boy riding in a Volkswagen, and I turned the radio on and Dr. Jack Hudson was preaching captivating voice and he was preaching on the faith Jude talked about once delivered under the saints he's talking about the importance of keeping that faith for the next generation it's only once It's I mean it's only one faith and to keep that faith alive in your life so that that faith can live in someone else's life God can move that faith as you share that word into someone else's heart. And he said, really, it was, a, it was football season. And he made an analogy of faith. And those who have faith and carry that faith alive. He said, and ever, it's like a football game. He said, what happens is, is you have a fourth down. And he said, in a fourth down in the football game, you got two choices. So one, you can kick the ball. The other, you run it. But he said, if you kick it, you've lost it. And he said, in this matter of faith, he went all the way back uh, to Abel and brought that thing on through Moses and on down through the Old Testament prophets brought it on up to John the Baptist and and brought it down to the Apostle Paul. He's talking about the faith that was once delivered unto the saints and the importance of handing that faith off in the sense that I'm talking about. Now, don't misunderstand. I don't believe you can save anybody, but I'm going to tell you something. When God touches someone else's life, He's going to touch them through your life because you live the life of faith. When a man preaches by faith and sings by faith and worships by faith, God's going to use that word to touch someone else by faith and turn their world around to touch somebody else by faith he came down the Apostle Paul and he said the way it was with... The Apostle Paul said there's a fourth down. It came fourth down. And he said they was taking Paul out there as extra-biblical history shares with us and they were going, the Romans going to behead him. So they're taking him out to cut his head off while he was going out to the chopping block, he came by Timothy. And he came around, fourth down now, fourth down. He's going around to the chopping block and he lateraled the ball back to Timothy and he said, run that ball, boy, run that ball. And isn't that what he wants us to do? to Take that ball and to run with it. By faith, run that ball, boy. Run that ball. First church I pastored, I've already mentioned, a little church up on Roaring Creek. If you wonder why they call it Roaring Creek, is because it roars. The decline coming out of there was so steep, that water hitting those big boulders, I mean, all year round, it roared. It's so far back into those mountains, that little community, isolated. I often say this in a respectful way. They were so isolated, I don't even know if they knew who Billy Graham was. But I found out they did know who Jesus was. They knew who a Jesus was that would get up in the morning and go out in the fields and work. They knew who a Jesus was that would help you when you mow with that mowing scythe on the side of the mountain. They knew who a Jesus was that would go down to the graveyard when you had to bury that husband or that little baby boy or that little baby girl. They knew by faith Jesus. I was 22 years old and I was preaching to them. Man, I knew so much. And I happen to be preaching on faith. Can you imagine that? And I'm preaching to people that were in their 70s, some of them 80s and 90s, that had been walking with God for years. And I'm preaching on faith. And right in the middle of sermon, I allow you not standing about where I'm at, the Holy Ghost told me, and said, would you be quiet? I said, why, Lord? He said, if you will watch these people, I'll point them out, and I'll teach you more about faith than you could ever read in the book. I said, Lord, I'll take you up on that. And what I'm saying to you is, my heart preaches out of the volumes that I learned just by simple, everyday living by faith that I saw in their lives. And that's been since the 70s, and it still lives. I still preach out of the reservoir. I'm that. As their faith, oh, yes, they passed off the scene. They're buried in them graveyards up on that mountain there. But, honey, it lives on in me. And I want it to live on in others. Keep on living on. So the faith that we live, as we pass through this life, we can ladle it back and we can say, Run that ball, boy. Carry that faith. Live that life of faith. for me. You take faith out of it, it don't mean anything. Amen. The songwriter had it right. Living by faith in Jesus Amen. above. Trusting, confiding in his grace. Matter of fact, I think that's a pretty good song. It's one of my favorite. So I'm gonna ask my wife to come and maybe we can close out this service singing. Aren't you don't aren't you thankful for the faith that God saved you with? But hey, I got good news. If you'll just live by faith, there'll come one more through that God will let you affect and effect. Before you leave this old world, you'll see the activity and the life of faith in that individual and you'll just stand back and say, God, that's God. You see, we know about Moses' faith because of Jochebed's faith. They're connected. You would have never known about Moses' faith if there hadn't been Jochebed's faith. And we know about Jochebed's faith because of Moses' faith. You can't preach about Moses without talking about Jochebed, and you can't talk about Jacob without talking about Moses because of the effect and effect.